Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18+. plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Pop a top again. I've just got time for one more round. Set them up, my friend. Then I'll be gone and you. All right. Welcome back to episode 84 of <clears throat> Two Drunk Brothers in a Podcast. Why are you talking like the uh, Sports Center guy? I don't know. <laughs> or the uh, the Bud Light commercial guy? Yeah, I don't know. It just sounded like a Bud Light, the Bud Light commercial guy. I don't know. I'm just giving you shit. But it's been a while since we've done one of these. Actually, like done one. I know we released one last week, but we didn't like do it last week. So we we did not. No, last week uh, I was on vacation, much needed time away. Um, we are back. It is when you guys are hearing this. It'll be Thursday, August sixth, and yet again. Fresh off the golf course. Fresh off the golf course. Seems to be kind of a trend. Um, I saw a TikTok where it's like, uh, it said, boys bo- uh, boys don't mature, they just graduate from Xbox to golf. Well, I guess I'm He's, doing I'm doing both at the same time. You're like, you're like a, a dual enrollment student. I probably haven't picked up, picked up the Xbox controller the other night for the first time in like probably two months for like 45 minutes, but I've really been playing a lot of golf lately. I'm playing a lot of golf and Xbox, but either way, fresh off the course, Jared shot under 100. I shot an 81. Getting better. I'm getting so so we are rolling good there. And uh, today we have the NFC North preview. But before we get to that, uh, we want to talk about sports. Yeah, NBA NHL started last week. As of right now, there are zero COVID cases. Since the beginning of both the NBA and NHL bubble. Which, so that's like, hey, they did it right. They did it right. And then you look at Major League Baseball and they're like, where the fuck did we go wrong here? I don't even know how many COVID cases have been confirmed in the I MLB. Tr- I tried. I, on the script right now, I literally have like just like double X's. But, I mean, it's, there were, it's double digits for sure. Maybe near triple. I don't know. Maybe. But because the Cardinals themselves had like 16, 17. Did they? Well, between players and staff, they had. Oh, like, I only read well, that like five players had it. Well, five important players, important. but yeah, I mean, it was. It, you can't keep you can't keep traveling all over the country. Like, no, that, I thought that was stupid from the get go. Yeah, I mean, it was just dumb. But like Travis said, you look at the NBA and the NHL; they've done it right. They got the bubble. They've limited contact. Um, what I do find interesting is that when a player leaves, they have to come back and quarantine. Like Lou, um, what's the guy from the Clippers? Lou Williams. He got busted in. in uh, oh yeah, he left. He yeah. left to get like to go do something or whatever. Well, he went to a funeral in Atlanta, and then he went to uh, Magic City to get some takeout wings. Of course he did. Ew! Why would you go to Magic City? To get so apparently wings? Johnny Manziel said Magic City's the best wings he's ever had in his life. He would probably know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then like and then uh, Barbashev for the Blues just left because his daughter, his wife had a kid. So now he when he comes back, he has to quarantine. Which isn't great for the Blues. Not great for the Blues, but either way, they're doing it right. Which leads us, since this is our NFL episode, is that all you had to say about those two? I mean, MLB and NBA did it right. The the not MLB. 
Sorry, NHL. NHL and NBA did it right. What do you think about the, like the the the, t- the play with like no fans in the crowd? Um, NHL, I think I don't think anything's changed because to be honest, like when you're, I'd, I've never played hockey, but I can imagine because I re- used to wrestle it being some, kind of like wrestling because you're just like so focused yeah. that you don't even really hear the fans or anything. Like yeah, it may, might make it harder to communicate on the ice, but outside of that, that's it. As far as the NBA. Like since they returned, it's been an absolute shit show. The pace of play is just—it's stupid. It's dumb. It's like they're playing wreck pickup basketball, run down. It's like they're playing with an eight-second shot clock. Yeah. It's literally ridiculous. Like as a better, it pisses me off. We like watching burned, it be fun. We got burned on some under. So our our word of advice, some sage words from some less than stellar betters over here <laughs> is just to take the overs. I mean, so far, so far. I mean, I'm sure they'll figure it out, but I mean, it's just like. It's asinine to me how quickly they're playing the games. Like, and, and then, I don't know. Quickly as in pace, not necessarily time-wise, because the games themselves take have taken forever because of yeah. that. Yeah. Like, you score eight seconds, timeout. Like, it's been crazy, but just the amount of points in these games. Like, yeah, it's, it might be fun to watch if you're not gambling on it, but if as a gambler, because we're degenerates, it kind of is just it hurts crazy it hurts. to watch. It so, but it's it's been fun to have sports back. You know, MLB or NBA and NHL. MLB is like so. We're gonna. I mean, first of all, let's talk about the MLB. Me and you talked about a little bit on the golf course today. I mean, you have multiple teams that have missed probably almost a week of play thus far. You've got the Cardinals who are coming back on Friday. They missed a whole week. The Marlins missed a whole week. The Phillies missed some games. And the Yankees missed some games. We already saw the Yankees and Phillies play a seven-inning seven doubleheader today and make up some of those. But, like, how are you going to make up all these games whenever the Cardinals only have four off days the rest of the year anyway? Yeah, I really – I have no idea. Like, I know the Marlins have only played three games. Um, and they return to play, I think, tonight while we're recording this on a Wednesday night. Cardinals have only played five so, like, all these teams have doubled or tripled the amount of games everyone else has played. It's just, like, if you're only playing 60 games, I don't know what you can do outside of just, like, maybe making it up with a team. But then again, they would they would have more games played than the I other I mean, that's people. what I'm saying. Like, it's going to be so hard, and especially, like, they're still traveling. So teams are not going to just stop getting COVID. Like, it's not No, teams happen. are going to keep getting it. It's going to get worse whenever the weather gets colder, too. I mean, it's just, it's, I don't know, it. The bubble is the right scenario, which leads us into, before we talk about the NFC North preview, leads us into this. The NFL can't do the same thing that Major League Baseball did. Uh, absolutely are, are not. We, are we in agreement in saying There's that? There's no way the, that they will get away with it, especially just from the nature of the sport. You have to travel every single week. You're, well, not only that, you're traveling every single week, but like... It is a full-on contact sport. Like, if someone has it, there's a very high chance that you're going to get it. Okay. So I'll ask you this. I have a general idea on how we can kind of solve or, you know, get, make sure we have an NFL season. First of all, I'll say this straight up. They're going to figure it out. If if the if the NBA and NHL can figure it out, the NFL will figure it out because they are such a conglomerate. They'll figure it out. But what is your idea on how we can have an NFL season? Like, what? I mean, I don't really have like a grand scheme to like solve the NFL from COVID. But I mean, just from the top of my head, there's got to be a bubble of some sort. Yep. I'm thinking maybe, um, you kind of limit. It's it's almost going to kind of have to be like, not necessarily what the NHL did with East and West because that's just too many players, but like. 
what the MLB should have done. So what you'll you'll just take a division and then a division in the AFC and a division in the NFC and put them in a bubble somewhere. So, like, so that, it doesn't that, matter where. That was my thought process. So you have you have four bubbles. Yeah. You have one for the east, north, south, and west. Yep. So the first six weeks of the year, you play your 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 division. So like obviously because you play everyone in your division twice. That's so going six, to be six games. Six games. So we play. So all the AFC East will play each other. So the Dolphins will play the Pats twice, the Bills twice, the Jets twice, and whatever. Um, then after that, we have a universal bye week. Week seven is a universal bye. You know how the NFL does intra-conference games, yeah. where like the AFC East always plays the NFC West or whatever. Mm-hmm. So then after, so after those six weeks, we have a universal bye week. Everyone's off. We travel. We test for COVID after travel. That'll allow teams to to quarantine enough time because it'll be nearly fourteen days off before week eight. And then you play your intra-conference games where all the AFC East plays the NFC West for three or four games, whatever it is. Then after that, it gets kind of tricky. But I think there's a way you can do it, and that, to me, makes the most sense. So well, you're just going to have, like, one week where you travel and basically just, like, everyone just swaps towns. Yep. To, to get four extra games in. And then you come back, and then you can play. I mean, there'll still be six games left, but... Like just so you can figure it out in a yeah. way where you're not playing your division people more than twice, and then the other conference. Even if you wanted to change the schedule this year to be like, you know, you you play an interconference and another interconference to to make it. A, well, that's only twelve games. You still have four left, but I'm sure there's. I'm sure that maybe you just do it different. Like you you play that interconference twice this time. Like I don't know, like. There's, they're going to have to limit travel for sure. I yeah. think that the best way to do it would be to stick AFC, like the East, North, South, and West of the respective conferences in a bubble and just work it out. Like I know that – I mean the seasons are just going to look different this year. That's just how it is. You're yeah. not going to make it perfect to where you know there's two inner division games and then – you play just like random people some outside random, of some that. Random teams. Like, it's going to be different. You this year may have to be the year where hey, we could play division teams three times. Like who knows? It's going to look weird. But but like I'm saying, like the, when I was thinking that out, I, that was literally a shower thought to me. Like that doesn't to me that doesn't seem like the most crazy idea in the world. Like to to have an to have the universal buy for everyone to travel to a different bubble. I mean, I just. No, yeah, that that seems totally reasonable. If they are going to travel, there needs to be just like one week where everyone can do it. Outside of that, then there needs to be no limit the travel as much as possible. Yeah, because I mean, there's been what now six MLB teams I think affected by the whole COVID thing. I know that not all six teams have gotten it. I think it's only been the Marlins and the yeah, Cardinals. The but Cardinals getting it affects the series moving forward. Yeah. So. And the and the big thing that people like I've talked to that talked about that theory, the my bubble theory to some people, and they're like, well, what about you know how this because you're going to have four four different bubbles, how are you going to spread out the games? Because you could have if you're playing in one stadium, I'm like, okay, well, well how, then you're in a bubble. It's like your own little community. Ima- it doesn't matter. Imagine well, we're talking about like for like game for like game time. How many games would that be a week per bubble? But, but, but imagine this: so you have four different bubbles. So in each bubble, you're going to have three games per week. So, that doesn't. That's not right. Yeah. No. 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 Six. Six. Eight. 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 Eight, eight games zero. a week. 
You have two on Thursday night. Yeah, which we so two in each bubble on Thursday night. Yeah, two games on Thursday night in each bubble. So there's eight games on Thursday night. Then you have two games. No, on, no, no, you could do you could do one game in each bubble on Thursday night. One game on Saturday night. Yep. And then you do two, two games on Sunday and what? two games on Monday. No, you do you do a noon, a three, and a Sunday night football game in each bubble. Ah, and then a Monday night football game. Did yeah. that add up? No. So there's two on Saturday night. Or two on Thursday night. I'm sorry if we're confusing you all. Yeah. Two on Thursday night. Yep. There's going to be one on Saturday night, like a primetime Saturday night game. For in, in each bubble, so there's going to be four. Yeah, but like we're just we're going through like just one bubble yeah. total. So that's three games in, yep. in the bubble because we need eight. And then we're going to do three on Sunday, four, Maybe. five, six. Yeah, and then seven, eight, two on Monday. That'd, so that'd be, work. How, so imagine how bad this would be. Imagine that on a like watching that as a fan, you're gonna have effectively eight games on, on, on a Thursday night. night. Eight games on a Thursday night, which obviously you're not gonna be able to watch them all, which might hurt. I think that's a reason they may not do it because it's gonna hurt viewership. Now, if you spread it out, I mean, I, I the, and, and here's what you have to do to recoup ticket sales because like NFL like. Ticket sales aren't huge, but to recoup it, you got to make Sunday Ticket available to the masses, not just for for Direct TV. You have to yeah. make it streamable. Like imagine if they put that on a streaming service where anyone could buy it. I would buy it in a heartbeat. I mean, and oh, then you could sure. have fucking five. You could have four TVs on Thursday night watching four different games, and then three TVs on Saturday night or four TVs on Saturday night watching four different games, and then I mean, it would just be. Uh, I think I think it. Would, it they, if they figure it out, they could definitely make yeah, a lot but of money off of it. If the NFL doesn't do bubble, it's not happening. It, it will happen, but it will get shut down quick. I mean, you already have these you know, soft-ass players that just want to collect money and sit at home opting out. So imagine if they're going to have to start traveling. People are going to start getting it. The NFL season will drop out very quickly. Most definitely. So that is our thoughts on how sports are coming back and how the NFL can come back. I definitely think they need to figure out some bubble situation. But with that being said... Let's go ahead and roll into the NFC North preview. Let's start with the Packers. We're going to go through this fairly quickly. Full disclosure, neither Travis We or have I, not looked at any depth chart or anything, so this is off the dome, depth chart looking like we're going to just play this differently. We're not even going to try to make it like a usual preview. We're just going to go off the dome, Yep. who we think will be our sleeper breakout bus. So first of all, let's, we're going to kick it off with the Packers. So, I mean... The Packers, we got, everyone forgets that they were a game away from the Super Bowl last year. They played for the NFC Championship last year, which is which is kind yeah. Of crazy. They got absolutely routed in that game. They did, they did, but they were a game away. Um, their key departures: they lost Geronimo Allison, they lost Jimmy Graham, not that big. Brian Beluga's a big one. Um, Jared Veldhier, Blake Martinez, and uh, Kyler Fackrell are big ones as well. Both linebackers and Traymond Williams. Their arrivals, not outside of the draft. If you want to listen to their draft coverage, go back to episode 74, 10 episodes ago. Um, but their key arrivals, Christian Kirksey, pretty big one at linebacker, Rick Wagner at tackle, and then Devin Funches at wide receiver, which will – Devin Funches isn't playing. He opted out. He did? Yeah. Okay. Well, there so we it's a huge, huge miss because we all know they need those wide receivers. Yeah. Um, but did they get better or worse? I mean – they had they got worse. I mean, it, yeah. I mean, they they were a team that went to the NFC Championship game last year. They lost a lot of talent, didn't add a ton, especially with Devin Funches opting out. Like that's 
That's kind of big there. I mean, you look I don't at think the, Christian Kirksey makes up for Blake Martinez because he is one of the premier linebackers in the NFL. And you look at their wide receivers, you have Devontae Adams and Alan Lazard. But then for that, some dudes I never heard of. Equanimius St. Brown. Equanimius? And Marquez Valdez-Scantling, which was a one-hit wonder for like two weeks last year. <laughs> two years ago. I don't know. Their wide receiving core is horrible. Horrible yeah. and depleted. And it's not going to be starting tight ends, Mercedes Lewis. I mean, it's like it's not great. So we definitely can agree they got worse. Let's roll into sleeper breakout bust and MVP. Um, I'll go ahead and kick it off, and I'm just grabbing some. My sleeper right off the jump for me, just looking at this, I believe it's honestly going to be A.J. Dillon. Really? You think he's going to... The rookie running back at a Boston College, or second-round pick. I think Aaron Jones... I'm probably going to get fucking roasted for this. I think he's a little overrated. I wouldn't I wouldn't go as far as saying he's not. Can Combine that with the fact that I feel like he's just not on the field as much as he should be. I mean, he's supposed, supposed to be the, the guy this year. Is he, though? I mean, I mean he's, 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 the, he's RB1. That's true. I mean, I'm just saying, like, I don't know if he's going to be, like, That's what I'm saying. Like, I the think holy grail. Everyone got, like, so pumped. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you, too, could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Shopify presents cool sheets from aha to lying awake while you bake isn't cool. I suffered from the wrong kind of hot in bed, heat induced insomnia. That was my aha moment. Bed sheets that keep you cool. Then I thought, how do I even sell bed sheets? That's when I had the idea that made it all possible. Signing up on Shopify. With the help of Shopify's intuitive online store creator, I started selling sustainable bamboo sheets that keep cool year-round. And my cool idea became a reality. Hot sleepers around the world rejoice. (laughs) Shopify makes it simple to keep your cool while starting and growing your business. Start selling with Shopify today and join the commerce platform powering millions of businesses worldwide. From aha to anything is possible. This is Possibility, powered by Shopify. Start selling online today. Sign up for a free trial at shopify.com slash free 22. Shopify.com slash free 22. Up about Aaron Jones and what he did in fantasy last year. Like, I just think that A.J. Dillon can kind of come in with it. He's a big – he's that running back that – I think he's like what what Eddie Lacy was supposed to be. And Travis's pick for sleeper is a great one. I just saw it. Yeah. Um, he's – for me, what A.J. Dillon is what Eddie Lacy was supposed to be. Like it was this big, strong back that never like Eddie Lacy couldn't lay off the Twinkies. I think yeah. I think um, AJ Dillon can, and I think he can kind of overshadow Aaron Jones here in like a sleeper role. All right, my sleeper is Zadarius Smith. The this was my breakout player last year. It was it. Yep, <clears throat> he's going into his fifth year now. Um, he was drafted in 2015. I think he's his linebacker role is going to be stepped up a little bit with without the presence of Blake Martinez. Um, I know you have Christian Kirksey and 
I mean, Preston Smith, if you want to say he's that good. But Zedaria Smith last year had 13 and a half sacks, which is pretty damn good. Uh, he's just a large man, six foot four, two seventy two. I think that without Blake Martinez, he knows he has to step up, and uh, he'll be a, a solid pick for that sleeper. That's a that I like to pick a lot. My so we both got our sleeper picks. Um, we're gonna roll into into breakout right breakout breakout player. player. So mine might be a little bit of a wild card pick, but as of right now, Mason Crosby's not playing. He's on the COVID reserve list, and he, Is may, he, really? he may opt out of the season. Um, so I think that J.K. Scott <laughs> oh my gosh. could be their breakout player. <laughs> you think he's going to come in and kick? Uh, yeah. I mean, as of right now, he, he could come and kick. If Mason Crosby decides to opt out, which he very well could, he's got a young family and things like that, I think J.K. Scott could come in. And he was he, he's a hell of a punter, like a hell of a punter. Yeah. And if he could translate, translate that to kicking – which I know no, I've said it a thousand times. I'm a big Pat McAfee show. Travis Wayne needs to click on, click on a random ESPN. How about you turn your volume down on your computer? Yeah, that could be um, a thing. There it goes. I mean, I'm a big fan of the Pat McAfee show, and I know he started punting even though he's a place kicker. So I think J.K. Scott could step in and be a big role because the NFC North, I feel like, is a big, is a big position battle. So Yeah, uh, it is. For kicking, and, and he, he'd come in big. So that's, that's going to be my breakout player, J.K. Scott. Even if he doesn't kick punting was all right don't mind that pick my uh breakout player is going to be a guy who i was really scratched my head at when they drafted last year or i guess two years ago it's gonna be darnell savage <clears throat> the safety out of maryland who came in last year and i mean i think he did a decent job he had two forced fumbles two picks um i mean as a rookie first year in the league coming out of maryland not horrible they really need this secondary to to kind of you know be their saving grace. They are very young with Jair Alexander, Adrian Amos, and Kevin King. Darnell Savage is a guy that I think could you know be the one that holds that group all together outside of Alexander. Great, so. great pick. Love that. Love the Savage pick. It's super Savage. We're gonna roll into bust. Uh, my bust player is Mercedes Lewis, the tight end. I mean, it's it's. Plain as day. Uh, Green Bay hasn't had a good tight end in God knows how long since the one guy broke. Jermichael Finley was like was like a, a big one for them. But if you look at Mercedes Lewis, I didn't even know he's been in Green Bay for the last two years. Um, but he has. He's got 156 and 39 receiving yards. Um, starting 4 and 11 games respectively. The dude hasn't had more than f- 400 yards receiving since 2012. And he's never had more than 540 in his entire in his entire career in a year. His career high touchdowns have been five. I just feel like that in a role where you need a tight end, especially when they have very limited weapons at wide receiver, he needs to step up big. And he's going on. He'll be 36 this year. It's just, it's just not going to happen. See, I have a, another guy, a different guy on my starting depth chart, Jay Sternberger, the guy they drafted last year at A&M at tight end, mm-hmm. who could – possibly step in and and do that job way better obviously because he's younger that's what i have in mind but if they start out with mercedes lewis yeah i agree with you it's not going to be very well for them yeah so my bust pick it's going to be a wide receiver and i'm like leaning i don't really know which one to pick i think both of these guys are very overrated so i think i could go with either it's between alan lazard and marquez valdez scantling i know long time 
uh, guest on the podcast, Ethan Short, has been very, very high on Alan Lazard now for a while, so I won't pick him and hurt his feelings. But I'm going to pick Marquez Valdez-Scantling. This dude has been like, everyone's like, oh, he's going to bust out, he's going to bust out for like two years now. I guess since he came into the league because the dude's played in every single game since he came into the league and he has very, very average yards, 581 and 452, two touchdowns in each year. Like this guy is not a starting wide receiver. I mean, Devontae Adams is their only dude they have that they can go to. So Marquez Valdez-Scantling, you suck. Yep, I agree. <laughs> I think that's a great pick. Rolling into MVP. Um, and Travis may have something different than I have, but I'm going to go with Aaron Rodgers. I mean, it has to to be outside of that, this team, you know, this dude hasn't thrown more. He hasn't thrown over. He's only thrown over 10 interceptions twice in his career. Last time being 2010. Crazy. It's insane to think about. I mean, and I mean, people are going to look at his only, he threw 4,000 yards last year, 26 touchdowns, um, four picks. So, I mean, the dude is, can do it all. And I think, Unless someone else comes in, they drafted Jordan Love. Obviously, that that's for the future. But for right now, this is Aaron Rodgers' team, and he is he is the guy. Yeah, I agree with that for sure. So, moving on, or I guess I have to pick. Yeah, I mean, my MVP is going to be Aaron Rodgers, obviously. So, next team in the division. No, oh, we, shit, no, no, I we, forgot. We got over yeah, under. Over under, which is theirs is set at nine. So let's let's roll for the schedule. I got I got to pull up right uh, here. Vikings. I'm giving that one to the Vikings at home. I think I am too. Vikings at home. The Lions. Lions no, no, so, and Green. Sorry. The Packers are on the road against the Vikings. Yeah. To start the giving game. it to the Vikings. Yep. Lions at home. I'll give them W there. At New Orleans. I think it's a loss. It's one and two. Right. Yep. Um, at home against the Falcons. I'll I'll give it to the Packers there. Uh, then they have a bye, and they're on the road in Tampa Bay. I'm going to give that to the Packers because I think Tampa Bay is overrated. Really? Yeah. So I'm actually going to go the other way. I think I'm going to give it to Tampa Bay. So Pack, I, I have them at 2-3 and three right there. Okay, I have them at 3-2. and two. Then they're on the road versus the Texans. I'm going to give them again. I'm going to give them a loss there. I think I am too. So I'm at 2-4. and four. But I think they come back and they get Minnesota at home. And they beat Minnesota. So I have three and four. But then they go on the road in San Fran. I think they get mollywhopped again yep, like three, they did in the champion, three NFC and five Championship. For me. Then they play at home against the Jags. We'll so give that to them. W, four and five for me. Where are you at after that? Five, uh, five and four? Five and four. So at Indy, I think they can go into Indy and win this game. Yeah, I'm, easy. I'm going to give them that W, so I have them at five and five. Chicago at home, that's a W. Um, six and five, right for you as well. Seven and four. Okay, so Philly at home. I, I think I think they'll beat Philly. Yep. Uh, so that's that's seven and five for me. Um, at Detroit, that's a swing game. It is a swing game. I'm gonna go ahead and lean giving it to the Packers. So I'm gonna have them at eight and five. Um, I'm gonna mark it as a tie, just so at the end I can I can be like it could flux okay. either or. Okay, so eight and five. Travis is a tie. Carolina at home. I think P- – I'm not going to say that Carolina is going to win this game, but I think people are way overlooking Carolina yeah, this year. So I think I think Green Bay is definitely going to lose a home game in a couple of them. I think this is one of them. So I'm, I'm going to give it to Carolina. So I'm going to give have them at 8-6. and six. Um, Tennessee at home, another another tough one. 
with with the Titans. Mm, yeah, I mean, dude, their schedule is not easy. So I'm going to say they split Carolina and Tennessee in those games. So I'm going to have I'm, okay. I had, I had them losing to Carolina. I'm going to have them beating Tennessee. So I and had in their last game is it is in Chicago, which I'm going to have them winning that as well because I don't think Chicago is very good. So I have them at ten and five with a possible. Yeah, I had them swing game. I had them at nine and seven through through first coins, which their over under is nine. So to I'm in the over, you are really with because the swing game? well, I had swing game. So either I mean that's ten and six or eleven and five for me. Yeah, I mean I guess I had a swing game, which so at both is either ten and six or nine and seven. So I would say I don't think over. I don't think this is an eight and eight team. So with that being said, at the very least you're going to push. Yeah. at nine and seven. So I would also lean with the which over. is crazy because like. Their schedule is super tough, and I already didn't think that the Packers were that good to begin the year. But, yeah, hey, we ran through it, and that's what it was. So moving on to the Minnesota Vikings, uh, you know, Lizzo's team. <laughs> they lost quite a bit. Stephon Diggs, Laquan Treadwell, Josh Klein, their guard, Everson Griffin, um, Mackenzie Alexander, Xavier Rhodes, Trey Wayne. Those are two big ones. And Andrew Sandejo. Secondary is depleted. De- very depleted. They got Michael Pierce. <laughs> that's like that's it. Yeah. I mean, there's literally well, zero doubt. Well, so they were so they did draft they did draft Justin Jefferson. But if you want to listen to our draft episode, go to episode seventy four. Um, we'll we'll continue to plug it till till this is over. Um. But they really didn't replace anybody else. They got Jeff Gladney, the the cornerback out of TCU, in the first round as well, um, to kind of replace one of those corners. But man, I mean, it's just so tough. It's just so tough to, to replace all of that talent um, that they lost. And uh, I mean, if I'm really leaning toward it, a team that I think what was a record ten and six last year, the Vikings. Some I mean close. I know they were at least won nine games. I I am inclined to say they got worse last. They got worse. I mean I think the oh, NFC easily. North as a whole kind of got worse. And um, I'm sorry, Travis is showing me his baseball bets that are going to shit. And I, it's the been, Diamondbacks have let up eight runs in the fourth, or the Astros have let up eight runs in the fourth inning. It's been a rough go of it. But, eight runs in one inning. <laughs> Literally, just jump off a cliff and never come back. <laughs> I hope you guys get run over by a fucking garbage can. A moving garbage can. <laughs> so, anyway, we both can agree the Vikings got worse. Let's move into their breakout bust and MVP. Of, sleeper breakout bust and MVP. I am looking at their depth chart right now. Jarrett talking in long words to extend his, uh, his thought long. process. I'm trying to help you out, Anyway, too. sleeper. Sleeper, sleeper pick. Man, their team, it, it's not bad. I just feel like it just looks so different without Stefan Diggs there. It does. But my sleeper pick, or wait, break, sleeper first? Mm-hmm. My sleeper pick's going to be Justin Jefferson. Because outside, I mean, they got rid of Stefan Diggs, who in all, all in all wasn't even a big wide receiver threat like as far as target-wise because he was also kind of a smaller dude. They have Adam Thielen and Tajay Sharp, which – I mean, not really on the Tajay Sharp train quite yet because this is his first year as like a legitimate role-playing starter. But Justin Jefferson at LSU just kind of was their guy, was the guy for Joe Burrow, it seemed like. So, I mean, he's six foot one, bigger target. I think that he can step into Stefan Diggs' role 
without a doubt. All right. That was your sleeper pick. I'm still trying to decide on mine, but I think it's going to be this guy right here because he kind of flies under the radar a lot of the times. Yeah. Um. Yeah, mine is going to be Kyle Rudolph. I have no, I, I had no idea this guy's played in all 16 games since 2015. Yeah, I feel like he had a drop off year a little bit last year, but usually, like yeah, he, he is did. the guy that you go up against in fantasy, thinking like, oh, it's just Kyle Rudolph, and then he scores like 15 points against you. Yeah, I mean, I mean, dude. He's he's gotten since 2015 five seven eight four and six touchdowns. He's gone for last year, like you said, a little bit of a drop off, but he's consistent. I mean, he's a he's definitely a reliable target. You know, pretty much if not over, right at ten yards per reception um, every single year. And I just feel like he's super duper reliable, and people forget about him because of the Travis Kelseys, the George Kittles, the Gronks. Now that he's coming back, like. He's not a typical tight end you think of, um, but he's definitely a solid producer. I had no idea he's played in all 16 games the last fucking five years. So that to me, that that's impressive all on its own playing tight end position. Um, so my sleeper pick is going to be um, you know Kyle Rudolph for the tight end for Minnesota. All right. Don't mind that. Like I said, hate going against a dude in fantasy, so I can yeah. totally see it. Uh, breakout player. Do you have one off the top of your head? I'm looking right now, and I don't really have a breakup player in mind. Do you? I, I, I'm, I'm inclined. I'm inclined to have my breakup player be your sleeper player, being Justin Jefferson. I think Adam Thielen is a kind of overrated in a sense, where he had a couple of good years. I mean, if we if we really want to pull pull up Adam Thielen's numbers, I mean, it I, mean could, he's kind of, I feel like he's just a touchdown machine. Yeah, but. Even last year, he only had six. He's never had more than ten touchdowns in a year. Which he had six and nine and then four the year before. He last year only had four and eighteen yards. I think that for a quote unquote breakout pick, I think Justin Jefferson is a great pick because I think Adam Thielen's kind of getting phased out. He will be thirty this year. So he's getting he's he's on the wrong side of an NFL career. Yeah, definitely doesn't seem like he's been thirty because he's only been relevant for about two years. Exactly. So I think for me, I'm going to go with Justin Jefferson for my kind of breakout player because I think he's going to be the guy in this offense not only this year but for years to come. Okay, my breakout player is going to be this dude that I guarantee you you probably have not heard of, Fidi Odenigbo, defensive end. Last year, playing like the third fiddle behind Daniil Hunter and Everson Griffin, had seven sacks. So, he's only 26 years old, going into the fourth year of his, I mean, I assume rookie deal. So, I imagine he's playing for a contract here. Athiyadi Odenigbo, which I know I butchered the shit out of that name. (laughs) But, uh, yeah, I mean, look for the dude to have maybe close to double-digit sacks. That's it. That's all. I like it. I like it. Um, which rolls into our bus player, and I'm going to go with Todd J. Sharp. His first year in Minnesota is not going to be a good one. Dude spent three years in Tennessee, has never had more than 522 receiving yards in, in a season. Granted, his yards per reception are over 12 every single year, but I just don't see him finding a role in this offense. I think with Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen, Kyle Rudolph, Dalvin Cook, even the the fullback, what's his name, Ham, um, he 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 gets a lot of touches out of, out of the backfield. I just don't see him having a giant role in this offense. I think he made the wrong career move. Even though he's been a solid solid player, I just don't see him panning out in this system. 
Yeah, and I mean, just off the top, I think that I'm going to have to pick the same because I talked about how Justin Jefferson was going to come in and be immediately better than him because I wasn't on the... Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Tajay Sharp train and now I'm going to switch that from not only not being on his train to literally jumping off the train completely I mean the dude's been in the league since 2016 and like Jared said he's just never been a guy to be good and like he doesn't have to come in and carry this team they have Thielen they have Jefferson but at the same time it's like he's not gonna be I don't think he he beats last year's number which was 329 yards and four touchdowns yeah no way I don't think so either so um, Tajay Sharp is our bus player on both sides. My MVP, uh, you might have the same one. Mine's going to be Dalvin Cook. It has to be. Yep. I mean, we hated on the dude, I think, heading into last year. We did. And, and he, he popped off for thir- 1,100 yards and 13 touchdowns. Yeah. I mean, four and a half yards of carry. As much as I love Kirky, it's got to go to Dalvin. Yeah. Also went up to 81 yards per game last year. He also added 519 receiving yards, which is huge. So he had... You know, over sixteen hundred all-purpose yards, and anytime you anytime you can do that, that is absolutely massive. And he's going to add a, lot, a ton of value to your team if he can stay healthy. He's still yet to play a full sixteen. Did Imagine, he not last year? No, he played fourteen games last year. Imagine if he, if he can play a full sixteen, what he can do. I'm seeing twelve hundred, thirteen hundred yards rushing and like six, seven hundred yards receiving, which would be absolutely bananas. Dalvin Cook is your MVP of the Minnesota Vikings. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Glad we can agree on that. But they're over-under, same as the Packers are set at nine. Yeah. So let's roll into their schedule. Oh, I got to pull it up. I got it. It's fine. I'll, the first game we already talked about was against the Packers they, they at home in, no in Minnesota. So we give them the win. Then they go on the road versus the Colts. That is almost a swing game for me. So I'm going to put that so in too. a swing game. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to count it as a loss. I'm going to say they're okay. going to be one one Then they're at home against the Titans, which I almost feel like, yes, the Titans are good, but we can't just say every game against the, somebody plays against the Titans, they're going to win. No, I'm gonna, So I'm going to give them to the Vikings yeah, at home. 2-1 and one for me. Then they go on the road to Houston. Loss. I'm going to give it to Houston. Yep, then two on, and, two. and then they stay on the road loss. versus Seahawks. So we're going to give them a loss, too. That's a Sunday night game. 2-3, and three, yep. All right, and then they're at home against the Falcons. I think that's an easy W. I think, mean, yep, 3-3. Three and, three going, so three and three going going into the bye week. 3-3 three and three going into the bye, but then they start the bye immediately with the Packers loss in Green Bay. At, we gave it to them as a loss. Yep. They come home versus the Lions. I think win. it's a dub, yep. Give them the win. So 4-4. Four four, yeah, right? then they're on the road against the Bears. I mean, 
I think we're we're discrediting the Bears. I think Soldier Field, especially in November, well, what is it, November sixteenth? That's that's a tough place to play. Since it's in Chicago here, I'll give the, I'll give the Bears a win. I think so too. So four and five. Then they play the Cowboys at home, which I think the, I'm going to give it to the boys. I, I am too. Yeah, four and six, and then they play. So to me, they're gonna they're gonna split Dallas and Carolina. So I'm going to give them the win against Carolina. Yep, I will too. So they're five and six there. And they I'll, got the Jags at home. I'll give them the win there. They're six and six. Then they go to at Tampa Bay in December. Which you got to think about a team from up north coming down to coming down to Florida in that humidity in the heat and 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 south is not easy. I'm giving the Tampa Bay. I'm not. I'm going to give it to Minnesota. I think so Dalvin Cook runs seven, all over him. Be seven and six with a swing game. Chicago at home. That's a W for me. I'm seven and seven. Um, at New Orleans, it's a loss. It's a loss. So I'm seven and eight. And then at Detroit, since I've been so harsh or so like lenient on the Vikings, I'm going to give it to Detroit because I don't think Detroit's going to be all that bad either. I think I think so too. So I'm I I have I have Minnesota at seven and nine at first glance. I have them at eight and eight or nine and seven. So either way, I'm going. We're both going under. Here. I'm, I think I'm going to go under. Yeah, I mean, because if I have them at seven and nine, and you have them at eight and eight or nine and seven, you have the very best scenario for them is a nine and seven team. So I think the the money here is to go under. Clearly. Yeah, for sure. Obviously, so we agree there. That's good because. We're going to take a break. We are going to take a break, and then when we come back, we're going to talk about the Detroit Lions and the Chicago Bears. Hey, everyone. As you know, we've been recording with Anchor for about a year now, and honestly, it's the best way to record a podcast. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast because A, it's free. B, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. I'm actually recording this ad from my phone, and they'll distribute your podcast to you for free to Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and like 10 other platforms. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership required, and it makes everything so simple. If you want to start a podcast today, go download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. All right, welcome back, and we're going to roll into the last two teams of the NFC North, a.k.a. The scum of the division. We're going to talk hey, about... Hey, 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 don't talk about Matt Stafford like I, that. I love I love me some Matt Stafford. But we're, I mean, talking about the Lions, I mean, they lost a lot, but they also kind of did did quite a bit in, in free agency. So I'll run through what they lost, Travis, Travis Cover. I want to do, like, notable, like, on here, J.D. McKissick, that's not really a loss. Uh, Jermaine Curse is kind of a big one. Rick Wagner, the tackle. Graham uh, Glasgow. Ashawn Robinson's a big one. Um, Darius Slay, obviously, is a big one. Uh, Tavon Wilson, Sam Martin, their punter, is kind of kind of a big one to me. Um, Damon Harrison, like, like like you said, so they they lost some talent on the really on the defensive side of the ball, um, but, but they got on the defensive side to replace that. Jamie Collins, Danny Shelton, Nick Williams, defensive end, Desmond Trufant, Duran Harmon, um, and they also got. On the offensive side, Chase Daniel, a nice uh, backup QB. Pretty, probably, honestly, we, we talk about Chase Daniels eventually when he retires, being probably one of the best backup quarterbacks of all time. <laughs> I mean, seriously. I mean, it's I, mean just, I don't think he's like he's not like he hasn't done anything crazy good in the NFL, but he's made but a he's lot of money. But he's been consistent. Yeah, he's <laughs> been, been consistent, consistent with his paychecks. Yeah, and then Halapaluvatai Vital, the offensive yeah, tackle. So some dude probably from Hawaii, but. 
overall, did they get better or worse? I mean, what were they last year? Like three and thirteen. Um, Lions twenty nineteen. I don't think they won more than three games. They were. Man, you suck at finding stuff on the spot. Three twelve and one. They had that tie. Oh man! Oh, so damn close. Three yeah. twelve and one. So to get worse, I'm not gonna say they got worse, but to say they got better is a stretch. I'm gonna say it's hard to decline from a three-win team. That's so what I'm, saying, I'm but... gonna say they probably got a little bit better, especially with their draft. Um, who who they take in the first round? Jeff Okuda. I mean, he's a solid player. He, but he, to replace Darius Slay, yeah, those got, are some big old shoes. He's got some big shoes to fill. But I think he's a solid player for the future. They also got DeAndre Swift as well. Yeah, but they didn't need him because Kerryon Johnson was going hambo eh. until he got hurt last yeah. year. Yeah, he was. Don't lie. Everyone shits on Kerryon Johnson. The dude was going crazy until he got. But hurt. I mean, the, to have more than running one running back isn't isn't a fucking isn't the worst thing in the world, right? Either way, I'm not going to say they're like, oh, they're going to come out and win six games. No, I mean we'll they might have gotten a little better, but I mean it's hard to hard to get worse regress. from a three and yeah. twelve and yeah. one team. I couldn't think of the word I was trying to think of. So, sleeper breakout bust MVP. Who is your and by the way, ESPN has DeAndre Swift starting over Kerryon Johnson, which I think is a bit of yeah, a I'm on, stretch. I'm on rlads.com. Shout out rlads. Rlads is the best yeah, depth are. chart place to Shout go out to. Rlads.com. If you guys want to get any updates, our o u r l a d s, not r like a fucking idiot like I am. Sleeper breakout bust MVP. My sleeper pick. You're going to be surprised to hear this, probably. Let's hear it. It's going to be Danny Amendola. Dude, that dude sucks my ass. I mean, he had a great year last year in Detroit. I wouldn't say great. I mean, I feel like he I had watched, one touchdown. I watched a couple of games, and he, I mean, he had 600. The dude's solid. I mean, he's had 600, almost 600 yards receiving the last three years. The one year he didn't, he only played, he only started in four games in New England. Um, I just think that you're when you think of the Lions, you're going to think of Kenny Galladay, Marvin Jones, the big guys like that. Obviously, um, you know. I mean, all Danny Amendola does is run five out route, five yard out routes. But Matt Stafford, when he gets in trouble, what does he want to do? He I mean, to- I get yeah, he's. I don't think he's he's a good player. They're like I could run a five yard out route. The dude's been in the league for ten years. Okay, a sleeper player means a player that's going to fly under the radar. I mean, did you know that that he all, he had like almost six hundred yards last year? I don't care if you have six hundred yards if you only have one touchdown. Yeah, I'm just saying. I think that he is a guy that flies under the radar, so that's going to be my pick. Okay, I agree. But I just want to sh- I just want to point out, Danny Amendola's been in the league since '09, so he's been in the league for ten years he's now. A fucking former St. Louis he's, Lamb, baby. He has fifty three hundred yards, so he averages. 530 yards a, a year in 21 touchdowns, so two touchdowns a year. His highest yardage year was 2010 in St. Louis. Yep, it <laughs> sure was. That was also uh, – no, I'm sorry. The most touchdowns he got in a year was in 2016, which when he had four touchdowns. That's it. So Danny Amendola, like the epitome of an sleeper. average player. Sleeper. Average. <laughs> um, sleeper for me – is going to be a guy who a lot of people might not have thought they got that they got. It's going to be Jamie Collins 
coming from New England. I like that one. Jamie Collins is going to instantly make their front seven better because he's going to he's an inside linebacker, and I feel like he is just there to just. I mean, he doesn't get a lot of tackles. He only had fifty eight last year, but the dude is just. I think I feel like it's more of a presence thing than than anything. He had seven sacks, three forced fumbles, and three picks as an inside linebacker. Like he is just he's a dude that's just there in my in my eyes. Yeah. I know it sounds vague, but I wouldn't want to go up against Jamie Collins if I were uh an offense. No, I like that a lot. Um I because I'm mine kind of pairs well with that. My breakout player is also on the defensive line. And it's mine's gonna be Danny Shelton. Um, okay. So he's come from New England. Uh, last year was the first year that he played in all 16 games, only started 14 of them. And in those 14 starts, he had three sacks, 61 tackles, um, two tackles for loss, and six quarterback hits. I think he can kind of, along with, um, you know, because they're coming from, from the same system with Jamie Collins. Well, did he come from Cle- Jamie Collins came from Cleveland, right? No, Jamie Collins came from New England. Okay. So they can't, they're coming. They're coming from the same system. I know Jamie Collins would bounce around a bit. That's why I ask. Um, I think they can kind of play well together. Um, Danny Shelton being being on the front line. I think he will be probably the the guy on the front seven. I, obviously, you still have Trey Flowers, who also came from guess where, New England. Um, but I think he can have a bit of a, a a breakout year and kind of get more sacks, five six, and be a big force up front. Okay, don't mind that. My breakout player is going to be TJ Hawkinson, the tight end. I know, I think he was my sleeper player last year, which, I mean, yeah, rookie, 367 yards, two touchdowns, not great. But he did manage to get 11.5 yards per catch. So, I mean, anytime you throw it to him, he catches it first down most of the time. So... Coming into this year, they there's a lot of weapons on this team. Carry on, Johnson. He's on the COVID nineteen list right now, by the way. Is he? Yeah. Well, maybe he'll play. I'm st- I'm not fucking changing it. I don't care. Maybe the dude will grow a pair of nuts. <laughs> other other than that, you got Carry on Johnson, DeAndre Swift, Kenny Galladay, Marvin Jones. Jared mentioned Danny Amendola. It's a lot of guys on this offense you have to cover. T.J. Hawkinson is the big body that can get open. Six five two forty seven. Um, but if he doesn't play, he's a giant bitch. So. He's my he's my sleeper player if he plays I, <laughs> or breakout. I like that. I like that. So let's go to bust and for a team that's so bad, I'm like looking and trying to find a a bust player, but it's kind of difficult. But I think I may have found one. Do you have yours? Because I have mine. Yeah, you yeah you go ahead. My bust player is going to be Desmond Trufant. Ooh. He is the cornerback coming from Atlanta. And he only played nine games last year, but I feel like any time I ever watched in a, a Falcons game, their secondary was about as bad as a high school football team. Like the dude, while he yes, he did have four picks, tied for eleventh in the NFL last year. Uh, I feel like he just gets burned a lot. Like I don't care how many picks you have, but if you let up, you know, fifty yard passes all day long, not going to look good, especially when you're going up against uh, Aaron Rodgers. You can't really count Mitch Trubisky. But Aaron Rodgers and Kirk Cousins, it's not going to be good for you if you're going to be getting burned all the time. No, yeah. And I, and I kind of agree with you. My my bus is going to be Justin Coleman, the nickelback. Um, he's, you know, he came over. I think I just had him pulled up. Um, 
Came over from Seattle. For, no, last year was his first full year in Detroit. He did play 16 games and did have um, an interception, but he just doesn't seem like that big of a, a role player. I mean, he's had he had 54 tackles last year. That was the second most he's had in his career. I think if they're expecting him to step up and replace some likes of like Darius Slay, some of the some of the big big names they lost, you know, Rashawn Melvin, Tavon Wilson. Um, I just don't think it's going to happen. So uh, I'm kind of on the same train as Travis. I think their secondary is going to regress this year. Um, and Desmond Trufant and Justin Coleman aren't aren't, aren't going to help with that by any stretch of the measure. Yeah, probably not much. Um, which leads us into our MVP of the team, who I don't think that there's anybody else that you can pick. I mean, it's got to be Matt Stafford. It's got to be. I mean, people shit on the dude. But honestly, last year he only he did only play in eight games last year. But still, even then, he had, had twenty five hundred yards in eight games. I mean, the dude. If you look at his career, that, by the way, which this is phenomenal for those of you who hate on Matt Stafford. Last year was the first year since his second year in the league that he hasn't played all sixteen games. Yeah, and if you so even then he played three games his second year, and. Eight games last year and ten games his first year. Still, even in his ten-year career, he averages forty-one hundred yards a year, which is bananas. Yeah, that's crazy. Without and that's missing, you know, a majority of the games in three years. That's not Matt Step. Oh, you, you you have an average down there. I just haven't. I just took the forty-one thousand. You divided by ten. It's forty-one hundred. Yeah. Wow. So as a guy. That gets a lot of flack. 25 touchdowns per year, too. With, like you said, in 2010, he only threw six. Last year, threw nine. He's In every single year that he plays, every, it's all 16 games, he has more than 20 touchdowns every single year. Yep. I mean, and, you, and he keeps his picks, I'm not going to say to a minimum, but, I mean, it's a guy who doesn't turn the ball over a ton. Yeah. So... He uh he's looking pretty solid. I've I've always loved Matt Stafford. I think I I mean Calvin Johnson really turned me on to Matt Stafford and the Lions. Mm-hmm. You add Calvin Johnson to this team, Matt Stafford's throwing, you know, twelve more touchdowns a year. Yeah, for sure. So um Matt Stafford's our MVP, which moves us on to the over under for the Lions, which is at six and a half. And I think after looking at their team, I think that they're a lot better than what I thought. Not a lot, but like they they have the ability to sneak some games away from some people. One hundred percent. So over under six and a half. Let's go week one. They play the Bears at home. I'm gonna say they split with the Bears. So home and homes can give it to them as a win. Yeah. So one and zero at Green Bay is a loss. I think they lose at Arizona too. Yep. Home against no, the Saints. You have, you have them winning that game. Oh, sorry. Home against the Saints. I think they lose that. So one. they're one and three going into the bye, which is great. A, a week five bye sucks ass. Yeah, one and three going to the bye at Jacksonville. I'm going to give that to them. I think. I think they're going to win a road game. I, so they they play at Jacksonville and they play at Atlanta. I'm only going to give them one. They split them. Yeah. So I'm going to so. give the Jacksonville to Jacksonville, and I'm going to have them beating the Falcons. Okay. So whatever. That's two and four, right? Yep. Um, no, I two yeah and, two and two and four, yeah yeah two and four. Then the Colts at home. I'm sorry, I, th- I think they lose that game. They do. So that's uh, that's two and five at Minnesota. I think they lose that game. Yeah, and then they play at home against the Washington football team. <laughs> so that's three and three and. I'm gonna have them win that. Yeah, one, two, three, four, five, three and five, three and five. 
Then they're at Carolina, which to me, I think... I'm giving it to Carolina. I think so, too. Yeah. Then they're at home against the Texans. Sorry, giving it to the Texans. Yep. At the Bears, we said they were going to split with them, yep. so they lose that one. Then they we gave the their home game versus the Packers, we gave it to the Lions. That is a, a big swing game that we gave to them. Yeah. So we'll move on in the following week where they play in Tennessee. Giving giving them the loss in the cold weather, yeah. And then they play at home against the Bucks. I'm also giving that to the Bucks. Really? Yeah. I I, gonna, I'm gonna lean. I'm gonna lean and give it to the Lions. So I'm, I'm not. And then, which I gave them a win earlier on, I think. But either way, then their last game is the Vikings, and we gave that to them. So with very courteous games, I have them at five and eleven. So I had them at six and ten. And they're over under six and a half. Yeah, I mean that's that's almost as hammerable as the Redskins under. I, it really is. I mean that's just there's no doubt about it. They're not winning seven games. Hell yeah, <laughs> let's go. Me and Jared bet the over and we're this degeneratable where we bet the over in the first period in the Blackhawks Oilers game. And guess what? It just hit. It hits with ten minutes left. So <laughs> let's go. Um, Either way. This is hammerable this is, this, under six and a half. Can you parlay this and this in Washington? Um, I don't think you can parlay future or team totals, but if you could, do it. Yeah. If you can, if somewhere out there you can, yeah, let you us can, know and do it. Don't think about it. Do it. Yeah. Do it. Just fucking do it. A thousand bucks on the, the Redskins under and the in the in the Lions under because we are going to lose. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're going to be horrible. It's guaranteed money in the bank, and if they win seven, I didn't tell you to do yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, which is going to lead us into the Chicago Bears, which when we get to their under over total, under over total it's going to probably surprise you. Probably. Um, let's blow through this team real quick because no one cares about Chicago. Sorry, um, Chicago. Um, their departures. Chase Daniels, kind of a big loss. Taylor Gabriel, Trey Burton. Kyle Long, he retired. Nick, Nick Williams, Williams to the Lions. This is a big one. Leonard Floyd is a big one. Um, Prince of Mukamura and a ha ha Clinton Dix. Ha 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 ha. Man, ha ha Clinton Dix for being as young as he is is bouncing around the league. He has. He's and bouncing around like a prostitute on the street. Their rivals is the big one, obviously. Nick Foles, who got to gotta be the starting QB. Oh, big dick Nick, if, baby. If not, if he doesn't start week one, Nick Foles you is the starting QB coach. after the, be- after the bye week. Who's their coach? He's fired. If he doesn't start. It's freaking Matt Nagy. <laughs> Yeah, but either way, like I said, if Robert Nick Foles, Quinn's also a big rival. Jimmy Graham and Artie Burns. Yeah, Nick Foles. If he's not starting Week One, he better be starting I think after your the team bye got week. Better just you interrupt me after my damn sentence one more time. Nick Foles better be starting after their bye week. Is all I'm going to say. He better start Week One. But their rivals: Quinn, Graham, Burns, Foles. Huge. They got better. Just because of their quarterback. I don't think they got better. I think they. Got worse easily. They lost a lot of defensive players. They got better just because of their quarterback for me. I don't think so. I think you're wrong. Well, they had no fucking offense last year, so. That's fine. Um, She moves on in to the Bears. Sleeper, breakout, bust, and MVP. Sleeper of the team. Do you have one off the top of your head or no? Click on their depth chart right now. So that'd probably be a no. Sleeper, I'm gonna go with I'm I was gonna, gonna with, I was gonna pick him as my breakout, so I'm not gonna pick him there. I'm gonna my my sleeper is gonna be uh, uh I think they're gonna have 
kind of a who's the guy used to be used to return kicks for them all the time? Uh Ted Ginn. Uh, no, Devin Hester. Devin Hester. I can see Cordell Patterson having having a big year. God, I hate that dude's hair though. I know it looks like a giant shit turd hanging. I know, but I I could see him having a big year if he can have a big year on special teams. I think this team is a lot better than what a lot of people think. Um, and he's kind of a big piece of that. Let's let's pull up his stats, take a look at him. I mean, even he only eighty three receiving yards last year. He obviously took, took a dip, but special teams is where he's at. Last year he had eight hundred and twenty five yards returning, which was a career high for him. So I think he can kind of fly under the radar and have a sleeper year on the special team side of the ball. He also gets put in the backfield in a lot of plays yep. where he, like, the dude literally, like, he'll have, like, two rushes a game for, like, 20 yards. Yeah. So, so I like that pick. <clears throat> My sleeper pick, however, is going to be a guy who just arrived on scene, Robert Quinn. The dude Ooh, was one. doing really good in his career, and then he arrived in Miami and didn't do a whole lot. But last year he went to Dallas, mm-hmm. and he had an 11 and a half sacks, two forced fumbles, which is solid. He was a top 10 in the NFL in sacks. So as a guy that is going to need to step in on an elite defense, I think he's going to do a pretty good job just adding their depth uh, on the defensive line with you know the people who can just get sacks. Akeem Hicks, Khalil Mack, Roquan Smith, Denny Trevathan, guys who just put pressure on – you know, the front of the, the possessions. Yeah. Which we can, I, I mean, Rokon Smith, Rokon Smith was going to be my, was my breakout player last year and he didn't quite live up to the hype. No, he did not. Um, a lot of people are very unhappy. Yeah. Which I don't blame them. They should, they should be. Um, my breakout player, and I'm going to have a tough time picking this one right here. I'll roll into mine. Go for it. Mine's going to be David Montgomery. Okay. The second year running back. He ended up last year with just under 900 yards and six touchdowns, and that was with him getting the shit end of the stick in a lot of games. Like they, I think there were maybe six or so games where he had like ten touches. Like that can't happen with your with your main running back. Like they they have way too much faith in Mitch Trubisky. I think if they rely on David Montgomery a lot more, he's going to be 1,200 yard rusher, double digit touchdowns. I like it. I'm going to go with a guy because we always rag. Everyone, when we think of the Bears, they think in their kickers, they think of Cody Parkey missing that field goal. Yeah. The double doink, former Miami Dolphin. Um, I'm going to go with their breakout player being um, Eddie Pinheiro. I think he's actually a pretty solid kid. His first year in the league last year. Um, I mean, I feel like he was nailing kicks when I watched their games. Yeah, he, I mean, he was 23 or 28, so 82%. Pretty solid. Not bad. Um, he was – so from – he missed uh, – he was two for two from 50-plus, which is solid. He was um, – Small sample size, but not bad. Yeah. He was – his – his he was oh, – Jesus. Remember. How does this work? Oh, he was three of seven, though, from 40 of 49, which is kind of bad. Yeah. So if he can improve upon that, I think he, he can have a big year. But still, I mean, 93% from extra point, 27 of 29. Um, he's – as solid as a kicker as the Bears ever had in, in recent memory. Yeah, I feel you there. Not a bad pick for a kicker considering they probably need a decent one. Yeah. Um, my Going into bust, my bust player is going to be a guy who I've seen just 
kind of on social media and in a lot of eyes, a lot of people are high on him. Allen Robinson. Ooh. I'm not going to say, now I'm going to preface by saying this. I don't think Allen Robinson's going to have a bad year or he's going to be bad. But he came off last year with almost 100 catches, 1,100 yards, and seven touchdowns. So he was top 20 in all three of those areas. I don't think Allen Robinson does this again. I think that looking at him in terms of being an elite wide receiver in the league, he's going to be a bust. So that's where that comes into play for me, considering they don't really have many other targets to throw to. Okay. And that's about it. it. I'm going to go with the same bust I went with last year. I'm going to do it again. Who's that? Mitch Trubisky. I mean, I don't think that's 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 going to be a – you just set that one out on the tee for you. I mean – No, I mean, it's a good pick, but I'm glad that we both didn't pick it. That's going to happen, though. His completion percentage went down. His touchdowns went down. His interceptions went down by two, but he had seven less touchdowns and two less interceptions, which is not great. So his, his TD to interception ratio went down, but whatever. It's bullshit. Um, I just I think this guy's a fucking is, is a flop. I think he's a I think he's a joke. I think he's not a good quarterback. I think um, you know Caleb Presley backed him up at North Carolina. Really? Yeah. You know? Did you know Caleb Presley from Barstool was a quarterback in North Carolina? No, he was not. Yes, he, look it up. Look it up right now. That dude was a quarterback at North Carolina. Yep. He backed up Mitch Trubisky and some other big guy that was there at North Carolina. What? Yeah, right there, dude. <laughs> that is the funniest thing I've ever seen. That dude seems like the most unathletic guy in the world. He played. He, he, didn't have he had two attempts, and he had, it looks like, one completion for two yards. Yep. He, he had two yards passing in two years. Well. So he he backed up Mitch Trubisky at one point in time. He was the backup to Mitch Trubisky at North Carolina. This is very interesting. I did not know that. Yes. Yeah. So Mitch Trubisky, dud, flop, you know, fuck Chicago. All right. There we go. Don't mind that. MVP of the team, though. This is going to be a hard one. I mean, actually, never mind. No, it's not. It's Khalil Mack. Defense. It's Khalil Mack. Yeah, I mean. I hate the dude. <laughs> because now he's going to go off. Even though last year he only had eight and a half sacks. Only. But he did have five force fumbles. So the dude, like, you get hit by him. I feel like. I mean, it's like probably, probably get hit, hit by a freight train. 50 50 chance you're dropping the ball if you get hit by him. He had eight and a half sacks last year. It was the first time since, since his rookie year he had less than 10 sacks, which is insane. But I mean, for them, that is definitely their MVP. Oh, 100%. Like, they traded. How many first-round picks get him? He, he's got to be their MVP. I think two. Yeah. So, which is going to roll into our over-under for the Bears. Um, and I'm pulling their schedule right now. With their over-under. I first think game. We had first against, of all, first of all, what is their over-under? It is, I think. It's kind of a lot. It was, it's it's eight. 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 Oh, my goodness. So, first game, we gave it to the Lions. You know that's a winnable game for them. Yep. But we gave it to the Lions. Second game, Giants. Giants at home. Win. Giving it to the Bears. 2-1. Third game. Away at the Falcons. Lost to me in my eyes. Yeah, I'll give it to the Falcons, even though I can see it being a close game. Colts at home. Give them to the Colts. Really? So one and three. I I am two. Bucks at home. Give it to the Bears. Yep. Two and three. Panthers at home. No, Panthers Panthers away in Carolina. Loss, I think. 
think so two, too. Two and four. At LA. Loss. Yeah, two and five. New Orleans at home. Getting to the Saints. Yep. Two and two and six. At Tennessee. Give it, <laughs> give it to the Titans. Me too. Two and seven. Vikings in Chicago. We gave this to the Bears. So three and seven. And then you go at Lambeau. Loss. Yep. Three and eight. At home against the Lions. We Four gave it to eight. the Bears. At home against the Texans. Given to the Texans. Yep. I think so too. Four and nine. At Minnesota. We gave it to Minnesota. Yep. At so Jacksonville. At Jacksonville. I'll, I'll give it, it to the Bears. Yeah, five. Dude, I mean, this is this is the, this is almost as easy. I mean, we gave a lot. Like, I would say that the the Falcons, the Colts, and the Panthers games are winnable. But say that to win all of them, that would still put them at eight and eight. Yeah. So to say they're going to be an eight win team, nine win team. Yeah. They have to win nine to lose. This is asinine. This is an easy under. Yeah, easy. I for mean, sure. Just as easy as the. Lions under in the Redskins. The Redskins under. I mean, this is just crazy. When I, when I first put this put this on the script, I'm like, how is Chicago at at eight? I don't know, but they shouldn't be, and they're gonna lose that yep. bet for sure. So, so we know we're run these episodes with the potential of COVID happening and players opting out, but we're gonna keep them coming for you guys. We have two left. We have two more divisional previews left. We're going to do a big college preview, but that episode is probably going to, it's going to get pushed back by something else. Um, we'll come back next week, and we will probably do the NFC South and UFC 254. Is, is that the card? Yeah. Cormier and Miocic. Sounds right. Yep. So we'll come back with you guys next week with that. Have a healthy weekend. Enjoy the rest of your summer because it's winding down. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner.